As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, America and planet Earth. It's Friday night and you've survived the treacherous work week and you've reached the promised land of the weekend. Welcome to another Dank Fresh episode of He Said, She Said, the only live podcast outlawed in Utah and parts of Canada. I am your host, Mickey Blowtorch. My partner in crime, Aggie Reekin, has the night off. And we are coming from you live from a state of metaphysical impossibilities. Tonight is a very special episode. With us tonight is an author of three traditionally published mystery novels, Time's Up, Choked Up, and Shoot 'em Up. She's in the process of releasing a children's book titled I Am a Patriot. Arizona-based author Janie Mack. Mack and her writing partner, A.D. Austin, are currently shopping for their new political military thriller, Brute Force, while also writing the sequel, Red Tiger. Mac and AD met on Twitter and ended up writing more than one half of their novel before they actually met face to face. So that's actually a pretty cool, uh, cool thing there. Um, her website is janiemac.com and their website is austinandmac.com and the children's book can be found at iamapatriot.us. Hello, Janie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mick. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Have you, uh, have you got past the little, uh, the little butterflies yet or? You doing okay? Well, I know how I sound, so it's kind of freaking me out. You sound fantastic. Um, <laughs> funny little story. Janie and I are actually uh, personal friends, and uh, we know each other in, in real life and whatnot. And so she's never done a podcast that I'm aware of. Is that correct? Is this your first yes. one? Well, I kind of did kind of. something. Yeah, okay. sort of. So it was... <laughs> but I don't think anybody heard it, so I think that's okay. <laughs> you kind of fooled around before yeah well you know okay so her voice is considerably deeper she's on a mic right now that makes her sound super young in my headset so she's feeling kind of self-conscious about it and i think it's hilarious but yes because i'm actually super sexy yeah (laughs) but your your voice is a lot deeper 
It, it, it's kind of oh, like, yeah. uh, kind of like <laughs> almost like a Kathleen Turner, young Demi Moore thing going on. But now you sound like, like you're 16 years old. I know all those cigarettes and whiskey for nothing this week. <laughs> how, how many, uh, how many packs were you hitting to practice? Well, three was my max. No, <laughs> now, you know what? I can't, I can't smoke. My dad caught me when I was a kid. We lived in Europe and he made my girlfriend and I smoke an entire pack of unfiltered Belgian cigarettes and we were puking and then he would make us come back and smoke more. And since then, could never do it it's like tequila only works how old were you probably 11 (laughs) belgian so european cigarettes are just abnormally stronger than american tobacco if you've never had one so that had to have been horrific for a little 11 year old and what were you doing smoking at 11 well you know trying to be cool right (laughs) So, we were big, we were big noir fans at the time because we thought that was like super cool. So were you going for like the, the French noir thing with uh, the stripy shirts and whatnot? Or were you more like uh, mini no, no, skirts we're and like leather the jackets? Chandler, Hammett, you know, the glass key, Elm Lad kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's quite the story. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... I have many worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Really, you know, you, you have a very cool series of books. The the Maisie McGrain uh, novels that you wrote were was that how you initially got into writing? Is, is that was your jump off point, or did it start somewhere else? Nope, that's it. How did that even happen? Oh, it's such a sad tale. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I had a baby, and I got into that thing like. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to kill myself. And my girlfriend had a baby at the same time. And we both said, okay, we got to get out of the Was house. Was it the same one that you were smoking with in Europe? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> that one never was my friend again after that. So, <laughs> I, Thanks, I don't Dad. blame her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we took a class and we started, you know, college class. So it was hybrid. So we met like um, twice a month and the rest of the time we do it on the computer and so I started, and I had a great teacher, and he's like, keep going. And my friend was like, eh, I got to quit. So I don't know. It just happened like that. really was not that hard. Huh. And then, so how, how, did, the, how did the Maisie thing start? What, did, did it start like as, a, as an initial paper, or did you just jump into a book? Okay, well, here was the crazy thing, right? I was reading this article about Chicago, which is like the crime central of the universe and they were talking about how the city of chicago rented out all their parking meters for a hundred years to saudi arabia which is like so bizarre to me so basically you couldn't have a parade in chicago unless you get approval from this company that's renting those in saudi arabia Uh uh-huh which you know that's insane so you can't have a fourth of july parade without asking for permission i mean that's crazy so like that idea just made me start thinking about meter maids and you know that kind of thing i don't know it, it it's not that exciting you know <laughs> but but you ended up with like a trilogy that ended up with a, a very strong little cult following well thank you <laughs> i mean you know it, i did it as a bucket list thing so i kind of thought okay book done woohoo on to something new and then 
I got an agent. She's like, no, no, they want three. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you do. So that's kind of how that happened. You, so you, you became an author, but you were just planning on a one and done? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Next thing, Bucket list swimming book. in Australia, shark cage. That was going to be the plan, but, you know. So you, you were just scratching kind of an itch. like, uh, in, So basically you read uh, Eat, Pray, Love and decided that you're going to live your life for you and scratch off some bucket list issues. And it was more like, like I want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I want to day drink with my friend and I don't want to have to pay the price for it. That was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so, excuse me. I think that's just fascinating, though, how – you went from a bucket list item to basically a career author. You're a career author now. This is what you do well, all day. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> when when did you when did you write the first Maisie? I have no idea. It took me like two years though, but I was only doing it, you know, like a couple hours a week, so it wasn't that intense. How 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 Probably. long were you working on it a week? I, I don't I. I'm super personally interested in writing. In fact, um, I've, I've done a little bit of ghostwriting for you in the past and, yes. and worked with you on, on little projects here and there. So I'm a little knowledgeable about what you've told me, but I, I know a lot of our listeners really probably have no idea how it works outside of uh, you know them actually reading the book. So from your perspective, it, two years to write Maisie and you were only working a couple hours a week, how does that kind of translate into your your daily routine with it? Well, it was kind of like, for me, I needed that pressure. I'm one of those people that if I have a boss that says I need this paper done by Wednesday, it'll be done by Wednesday. I'm that kind of a, you know, deadline person. So by going to a class, I was kind of forced to turn my stuff in. So that made me move forward. But it took me a long time because I wasn't interested in moving far forward just to what was required <laughs> so you know it i just never took it that seriously and it was a lot of fun and so i'd write when it was fun and i wouldn't when it wasn't and you eventually learn that learning how to write when it's not fun is what makes the rest of it fun was it was it more sounds of retarded like... i realized it. oh i'm not probably not even allowed to say that word now anymore <laughs> oh wait is this a not swearing episode no this is we can swear Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're you first, know how much I swear, so you're, I mean, your first day on radio when you're canceled. Uh, <laughs> dropping the f bombs, you know. <laughs> They're not surprised, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, for for everybody that may not really know who you are or know uh, of your books, which I'm sure they will after this evening, of course. Tell us a little bit about the Maisie series. Just kind of a little synopsis here. Uh, okay, it's a Irish Catholic girl growing up in a police family, police slash lawyer family, and uh, her whole thing is that she has these five brothers, and she always wants to be at the table and have the table talk about all the crimes and stuff, and be in that male club. And she just can never make the cut. So her thing is that if I was a cop, I could make the cut. I'd be totally in with my brothers 100%. But the reality of life is that when you're a girl, you'll never be in the pack with your brothers. You'll be in the pack, 
but you'll never be the brother because you're a sister. Except nowadays, I don't know if that even works anymore, but it, that's how the story went. <laughs> so so basically, you're talking about not going full Sullivan. Uh, we're in the, can I say the super straight thing, or is that going to make people have a heart attack? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. <laughs> you heard that crazy conflict, though, right? No, what are you talking about? Oh, God. It, it was all over Twitter. It was this whole thing, like... This kid, this funny kid on TikTok, he got into this argument with this girl who's like, well, would you d- date a trans? I can never remember how it, which direction it goes. And um, he's like, no, I would just date a regular girl. And the, that girl said to him, she's like, you're transphobic. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm super straight. Oh, my God, that's my sexuality. I'm super straight. So you can't judge me, which I thought, you know, was kind of clever and funny and uh-huh. You know, using kind of that Solinsky back at him. Yeah, and, uh, same logic and, and retort. Yeah, and so the crazy part was you got lots of support from gay who are like, I'm super gay, meaning I, I'm a guy that likes guys. That's it. I don't like anything else. And so, it, and then Twitter and everybody went cuckoo bananas and, you know, uh-huh. threw him off the platform, had a big tantrum, all that kind of, yeah. Did he get banned? I don't know. What, what? Was he banned? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. A whole bunch of them were. I know. It's ridiculous. I, I, I saw the video, and it, it I don't, it, you know, there didn't seem to be much malintent or any. There wasn't. For that. Yeah. There wasn't. And it's it, more it, like... it, was, it was more tongue in cheek humor. But it, yeah. I, it didn't come from a mean place. No, it didn't come from a mean place. And I think it's just that girls are not nice. And I could say that because I am one. And girls mess with you mentally. And. That's kind of a way to get at a guy is to like, you know, would you do this? No, you're racist. Would you do this? No, you're this. You know, it, it's like a power trip. And so I could see why that kid would get sick of it and try and come up with something to make her shut up. Because, you know, <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I, have, I have three brothers. So maybe that's kind of why I am the way that I am. I don't know. So you're, you're talking about pushing the buttons. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. <laughs> So I guess that answers a, a question. Uh, this Maisie kind of comes from uh, a person deep inside of you, I'm guessing. She does way more sit-ups than I do. But, well, I'm yeah, sure she the does way more thing. than I do. <laughs> and I had a, my grandpa was a small-town sheriff, which I think is hella dangerous. And um, he was like, yeah, you can never be a cop. However, you can have a Rottweiler. So, you know. I got, I got something out of the deal. Where, where was he a sheriff at? You don't have to give a little town, but like maybe a general area. Oh, I can. I don't think you've ever uh, even told me about that. New Ulm, Minnesota. It's a German beer town. And and he was the town sheriff. How big was the town? I think when he was the sheriff, very small. But you know, I'm a kid. Look, you don't. You know, I, my my worst things are time, date, and direction. And that's just like I just got to put it out there. <laughs> don't. Ask. If, That's if, it. if anybody has seen the movie The Royal Tenenbaums, Bill Murray plays uh, kind of like a, a psychologist-type character, and he's studying this this young um, teenage character, and, and he's kind of on a, on a spectrum of sorts. It never really goes into to what his deal is if he's like uh, some kind of uh, uh, a savant or anything like that. So Bill, there's a scene when Bill Murray is... is in, doing an interview and they're asking him questions about his, his uh, subject there that he's studying. And they say, can he tell time? And Bill Murray says, Oh God, no. 
and that always reminds me of Janie because Janie has got the biggest issue with being able to tell time or when something happens or or time between point A and point B. Absolutely no concept of it, and it's always been kind of an inside joke between us. It's hilarious, and it, it always boggles my mind. You know, I think it's kind of learned behavior because I was always the last one to get to decide what was going to happen out of the family crew. So I kind of just wouldn't throw my two cents in there until someone had already squared it away. <laughs> so it's like I just let it wash over until someone's like, get in the car. We got to go. That is I, I, that's hilarious. <laughs> but it really is pretty bad. Like any discussion that we've ever had that, that comes with with a date or anything like that, you've never been able to to answer. Exactly. So, anyway, that little interesting fact about Janie Mac: she cannot tell time. Um, and you've got a new project coming up. You want to talk to us about the the new series that you're working on, or well, are you keeping that under wraps? I'm not keeping it under wraps. Um, my partner and I are shopping it, and um, you read it. Right? I did. It was fantastic. Very entertaining read. And it's definitely different for Maisie, but I think it's more me. You know, the violent part comes easy, and all the cop and legal stuff and everything being actually really able to happen comes from my partner's incredible experience of life. So, and he's also got that slow burn kind of vibe to him that definitely helps. Okay. You know, that, that does, that does spill out into the the main character a whole lot. You can kind of feel that in the, um, just his demeanor all over. So I'm, I'm sure that that is, is where it's coming from. Um, I did read it and it, it, like I said, it, it's super entertaining. I, and you were telling me that uh, right now in the publishing industry that basically almost everybody's just not working. Yeah, it was like crazy. That doesn't make any sense right now. I know, but the COVID thing, everybody went cuckoo bananas. And New York is, here's the other thing, publishing, like romance novels sell the most of any book total, period. Just, psh, that's it. But there's a million billion writers and there's a million billion readers and that's just kind of how that rolls out. But the biggest money goes to thrillers. And that's like, you know, Vince Flynn, Ted Bell, Joshua Hood, you know, Kyle Mills, you know, that whole thing. Uh So that's where the money is. So that's where the biggest agents are, the super bigs. And those are the guys that all live in New York that went, hmm, I'm getting out of here while everybody's not well. And I don't want to go to the home with killer homo. So. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Nipple rings. I know. It's like so icky. Is it gross? Ugh. Here's the thing. It's bad on a regular dude. It is. I mean, like probably Dwayne, that one Dwayne Schwamag Twitter guy who always looks good. He could carry it off. But when you get old and you kind of sag out, it's not good. It's not good. No. You know, and he, he's kind of got like those those 1970s ski ramp boobs you know where they, they kind of yeah. like tilt back up at the last second so I call that a little bit of a move a little <laughs> bit of a move his, his shirt the polo shirt that he was wearing in that news conference just kind of 
gracefully hung off of those those ski peaks. Like, you know it's bad when like my mom is like, "Oh my god, something's wrong with his nipples." Yeah. <laughs> and my brothers are like, "Oh, stop. Just look away, mom. Look away." I am um since since we just got off topic anyway, it doesn't matter. I was going through the chat and uh Stephen from chat says Janie's voice sexy, but she'll probably wake up missing a kidney. I don't remember you, Steve. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think did he hit it on the head with that one? Pretty much, you know, they're five grand on the open market. <laughs> Well, honestly, that first time that you and I went out and had drinks, I, that was my biggest concern. Well, yeah, should have been. The second biggest concern was our bar tab. Holy God. Oh, you know. So Janie and I uh, met up for drinks. Uh, God, it's been over two years. Was it? Or was it like two weeks ago? I don't know. It seems like it could be two <laughs> weeks ago. So and well, it was like happy hour when we met up, wasn't it? Yeah. It had to have been like four or five o'clock. It was like four, four. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it four. needed to be safe because, you know, what if yeah. you were creepy? Or yeah, worse, or, yeah. you were thinking, what if I was creepy? So, yeah. You know, I, I was that. more concerned about you than I was of me. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up going uh, to this place for happy hour just for a few drinks. And then like 10 hours later, we're closing out a bar tab of over $300. I know. How did that happen? I don't, I don't know how anything happened that night. That that was quite the evening. Hey, I'm uh, it's I'm fun. What can I say? <laughs> I don't remember it, but I know I'm fun. <laughs> my my bank account remembers. But no, that, that we had we had so much fun that night. I we need to do that again so soon too. And and looks like with everything coming kind of to an end and and life getting a little bit normal, we'll probably be able to do that as long as gas prices don't keep skyrocketing. Here's what I think. I think we should have like some kind of Twitter super conference and only, you know, people that we have not blocked can attend. We all go to Vegas, you know, set that up. Could be kind of fun. I like, I like the Vegas idea. Everybody can get there. Flights are cheap. A lot of booze can leave if you don't like it. (laughs) I wonder if we could get like a conference room with a bar. Do they have those there? Oh yeah. They have to, right? Yeah. They have everything. We could probably get a white tiger. <laughs> I am no? in. Absolutely no? in. I, look, I, you know, I'll take a removable face tattoo, but I, I can't go full hangover. You, you, you don't want to go full hangover waking up with a baby and all that? <laughs> no. I can only... <laughs> I got a limit, you know? I still have a mom that <laughs> would kick my ass. Oh boy. It's, it's it's weird. I know it sounds weird, but like I live within literally five miles of my family. Like we just all moved together to Arizona. So what's one um, of those things? But you you went to school in Arizona, right? Uh, ASU. Yeah. So did you have a connection to Arizona before your family relocated, or did you relocate when you were younger? Um. I went to Arizona because I knew I wanted to be in the desert because I have, ter- I have terrible hair and humidity. So obviously, got to look for something that's, <laughs> that's going to work for me. And I hate winter. So you live in Minnesota and, you know, that's about all you need. I can, I can attest to the winters. Growing up on the Canadian border in, in northwest Montana, 
those were some brutal eight months of the fucking year. I mean, it talking yeah. about seasonal depression and all that shit that just really bears up on you. And it's, it's almost unbearable. That, that's why I joined the military. I, I, I went, I joined the Navy when I was 17 and a week after I graduated high school, one week I, I shipped out of there. I was ready to get the hell out that I was sick of the winters and just sick of that claustrophobia. I mean, those gray skies really do start to take a toll on you after a while. Yeah, I think. I don't know, though. You know, it's like I live in Arizona, but I'm probably like totally lacking in vitamin D because I never go outside because I'm Irish. So I'll burn like a lobster. I actually uh, just went through this with my uh, doctor. I I found (laughs) out that I have a vitamin D deficiency and I, of course, live in El Paso and I don't go outside because I'm Irish and I will burn instantly, too. So I, I do spend most of the summer indoors and under the protection of the shade. And now I am uh, having to take the vitamin D because of that. <laughs> Which, it's a little sad, you know, little, that and the tan in the can. It's a little sad. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to, to accept all of these little uh, defeats in life and, and, and accept it graciously. I think I'm, I'm starting to wear it well. So tonight's show is going to be really fucking cool. We hope. We hope. We hope. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, Don't it oversell be. it. <laughs> it's going to be cool, though. Under I promise, think, I don't over know. deliver. Come on, we worked on that. I um, I'm, I'm trying to medium promise and and under. I don't. I don't know. Over, <laughs> under, over. So, what's the over under of anybody laughing? Like zero. <laughs> everybody's like, who are these people? <laughs> what? Where's he said? She said. Yeah. Where's the nice girl? You know, we want her back. <laughs> this kidney thief is odd. I, I don't trust her. Um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to go to a quick break. But when we get back, Janie and I have developed a, a duel. We challenged each other to a duel. And we'll explain the rules when we get back. But basically, we are going to interview each other. She's going to have the upper hand because I don't know how to interview people. But we are going to collectively or... or progressively ask each other more and more uncomfortable questions as the interview uh, goes on. So it should increase the the tension of the interviews. And I'm tense already. I, I am too. <laughs> uh, I, I, I need to relax a little bit. So, oh my God, the guys in chat are killing me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I can't even look in the chat room because I'll immediately start laughing at stupid shit that I see. And that's just, Oh, wow. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and go to break. And then when we return, we will talk about the rules of the game. All right. Awesome. Nice. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. 
Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive Rate Shield approval, call us today at 800 Quicken or go to rocketmortgage.com. For JD Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30 year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a. Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you? We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap, and she takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, and here is my spout. No laugh, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me <laughs> This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers, people who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. There's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected. Lightning will always strike. Hail will fall on roofs. Fortunately, there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a hundred years. So when unusual storms, fallen debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You're listening to He Said, She Said on KLRNradio.net. And we are back from break. If you're just tuning in, you have tuned into He Said, She Said, one of America's Fastest growing live podcast. Just kidding, I made that shit up. Tonight with me is my friend and Phoenix-based author, Janie Mack. How are you, Janie? Are you having Excellent. fun? Excellent. I'm having a great time. Are you getting loosened up? We're, we're getting the uh, the live jitters out. 
Yeah, mostly. Mostly. It, it, it takes me a couple martinis to wind up, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's what I was hoping you would say. You know, the, the funny thing about being live, it creates this anxiety that it every single time, every time before we do a live show, I always get these butterflies on my stomach before I hit that, that big red button. So don't feel bad. I don't think that's ever going to stop happening to me. Well, you're more of a professional, so... No, I, you're the professional. I'm, I'm, I think I'm more nervous interviewing you. Yeah, but see, you know what? I worked at TV, so I was behind the camera. So, like, I know. Like, I know I don't have a big enough head to be photogenic. I know I don't have a good voice. So there's, like, those pieces that just kind of sit in the back of your head that go... But, you know. Do you... Uh, tell us a little bit about the, what you did in TV. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, it actually really wasn't. I I was edited television commercials, so that part was great. But before that, I did all that internships at news stations, and it sounds kind of sexy, but no, I was basically a grunt and a grip. So I'd be dragging around like eight hundred pound tripods and stuff, and the, the talent we'd call them <laughs> would be like in a suit with a bib, eating rice and with their giant melon. I mean, they all look like Tootsie Pops because. You know, that's what looks good on TV. So everybody's got to have... I have a huge head. I guess I'll be okay. See, you're fine. That's why you look good. It's perfect. Just I got that, that massive Irish noggin. <laughs> See, maybe I was born with a birth defect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's got a very small head. <laughs> she doesn't it look like, like a Mac. size in real life, but, you know, photo-wise, no. Ethel... I don't know if she's mine. That head's very small. <laughs> um, cool. How long did you do that for? Oh, long time. And then maybe, see, now you asked me how long did I do that for. I don't know. I'm going to say 10 years total. That's a good estimate. I'm, I'm, we we made some. Seven? We, well, okay, now you're all over the place. You know, we, we went to a good place here. You you, you made a confident <laughs> guesstimate of a of a time period, and then I guess you started um, just second guessing yourself. But there was some progress there. I, that, that that's amazing. We we've never had that in like the five years that you and I have been friends. Well, you know, my brothers might be listening, so I got to try and fake it. And then I thought, oh my god, what if they are listening? They'll be like, no, you only did that for seven years. What's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> but I talked to my sorry. dad on things like. Um, you know, he'll say something like, like, well, we did X, Y, and Z. That was, that was a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, dad, that was nine years ago. Or, you know, that was back in 05. How could you just say that was a couple weeks ago? But I, I guess I could kind of understand, you know, time just starts to accelerate so fast and, and compresses itself. And before you know it, you've lived like five years within what it seems to you like the, the span of a couple weeks. It really is. Kind of bizarre, I guess. Not to guess it's, go down that boring. rabbit hole not anyway. To, not to drop acid as a child, but, you know, too little, too late. Uh, you know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and plead the fifth on anything <laughs> from this point forward before I... Uh... Wait, just delete that before this goes on the air, okay? <laughs> yeah. Where's my bleep button? I don't I don't have one. What, there's no time delay? Holy shit. <laughs> don't say the F word. All right. Okay. So, 
I guess I guess we should just fucking try this shit out. All right, folks. Steve is getting a little personal here. I know Steve is great. Um, what, what's going on in the? <laughs> I, do I even want to look? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had an orgasm since the Reagan administration. <laughs> well, the chat chat's popping tonight, folks. So. All right. Uh, Sorry. If, you know. If you're out there listening. Attention. Uh, and you want to be part of the fun, just go to klrnradio.com backslash chat, and you can be in the chat room and chat live with us while we're on the air. So what we're going to do tonight is an interview duel, like dueling banjos, but we don't have that weird kid from Deliverance. So it's just going to be Janie and I interviewing each other, kind of firing shots back and forth. So what we had discussed, was, did we t- was that today or yesterday? I guess we were talking yesterday, right? And that's how yeah. we came up with the idea. Ago? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. There we go with the time again. So we came up with this idea that we're going to have a dueling interview. We're going to ask each other increasingly uncomfortable questions. And whoever refuses to answer a question is going to get a point against them. And at the end of the show, whoever has the most points is going to be the loser of of the game and i really didn't think anything out past that so there's really good it's gonna be anticlimactic but a very interesting show well you know hopefully (laughs) so i've got a list of like five questions here that i think are pretty decent and i got a list of like 20 of course you do of course you have 20 questions so i'm trying to decide you know (laughs) <laughs> but what we're also going to do, each person, we're going to take turns. And so whoever is up has the opportunity to, A, either read or ask a question from their list, or B, if the listeners that are in our chat room would like to put up questions, I'm sure Steven is probably going to put up some fucked up shit, but the person whose turn it is has the option to choose a question from anybody that posts questions in the chat room. So if Janie's up, she can either ask a question from her list or pick somebody's question from the chat room if there's anything in the chat room at that time. Um, And then the round will go on, and then it'll go to me, and I'll have the opportunity to either go from my list or go from the chat room. So basically, the rules of the game, if you refuse to answer a question, there's a point against you, person at the end of the round or end of the game that has the most points is going (laughs) to... Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I'm killing time. Okay, I'm gonna just start it off. You know. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's let's do this. Okay, um, how many people can someone sleep with before you secretly judge them for their number? <laughs> and are the number for women same or different than the number for dudes? Wow. So this is a multi-point question. Is it? It's just you know. <laughs> Come on, Mick. I, Don't let, be scared. I, <laughs> well, the number is always a very sensitive issue. So my <laughs> policy is in relationships, never ask the number. I don't want to know what the number is. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I, I don't want to say my number either. So, you know, it's just it's, it's a good policy to, you know. Let's just not ask each other. I Come think on. I, I do. See, oh, I, I think I just got a, you got a point here. I, I, right? I'm still answering the question. I, I, I have not 
uh, conceded yet, ma'am. Okay. Ma'am. So I got no problem answering. I, I'm judgy. I got nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't really. It's part of my charm. I, okay. So I don't personally have uh, like a cutoff number. Like if I find out so-and-so has been with X amount of people, I'm like, Bleh. if if X is really a crazy number, then of course I'm going to be like, you know, that's, that's a little disgusting. Probably need to steer clear of that. However, comma, I really, I really don't have that, that personal number. If, uh, but here's here's what the, the point I want to make. I do think that it's a big double standard. I think that um, for me, being a dude and a man, and all of those things that come part and parcel with that, I like my my instinct is to breed as much as I can, like you know the wild buck of the forest. So is is I guess that's a mammal instinct. And I think that when it comes to women, it, it sometimes it, it can be looked down upon, which I don't personally do. But I think that a lot of uh, folks in society tend to look down on, on women with the higher numbers. And I don't think that's fair, but I think that it's just the way it is. That's my answer. I th- you know, I think it's kind of fair, though. I mean, people are wired differently. At least we used to be able to say that. You're biologically wired differently. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to put the pressure on, guys have a one-night stand. They're, like, ready to get the hell out of there. Chicks love a one-night stand, and they're going to always kind of hope something more might come out of that, like another date, relationship, something. And they're, like, wired that way. And I think, you know, that that's kind of the number thing. So, But I understand that you want to defer. So would you like another question, or are you going to throw one at me? Uh, I'm going to throw one at you. Uh, so wait, wait, are you giving me a point? I didn't answer the question. <laughs> it's already, it? it's already on here. Somebody oh, already Lord. judged it and said, you're, you're Steve ruled. You're done. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. All right. Janie Mac question. Yeah. And my questions are not going to be anywhere near as good as yours are. They're just not. Uh, so I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. It's just the way it's going to be. Janie Mac is a professional and an author. I am just a goofy motherfucker on Twitter. That's the whole difference. So, Janie. Yes. What were you like in college? Tell tell us the what was your bad alter ego, your you know, when a when uh somebody leaves the nest for the first time and gets all fucking crazy, what was crazy Janie college like? Mostly naked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I you know, I had brothers, so it was more like Heavy-duty partying and snarking. I, I guess, like, um, I always kind of have a thing for that kind of slow burn, dark kind of guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And my thing is never that I'm going to go chase him to make him date me, because I'm always with hotter friends. But I'm going to chase him and make him like me. And that was kind of like the thing. So I would just pick whoever looked like the meanest, most unhappy person. And my goal was to make them like me and think I was funny. Not like me, like me, but quite often they would. And that was fine, too. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I partied a lot. But I always got my work done. So there you go. 
So kind of a goody two shoes when you really get down to it. Were you a baddie two shoes secretly? No, sadly, I wish, I wish, but you know, you got brothers watching. Like, okay, perfect example. I'm at my brother's fraternity house. Smoking hot guy asked me out. Like, how he picked me out of my friends, I have no idea. I was so excited, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, he just asked me out. And my brother's like. No, he didn't. And I'm like, yeah, he did. He's like, well, he has to ask me first. And I was like, okay, okay. So I went and told him because he was like, you know, older than me, which makes it even better. Hey, go ask my brother. Go ask, go ask him. And he comes back. He's like, yeah, he said I can't. I go, what? <laughs> like, I thought it was like the posturing thing. Uh-huh. No. I said, I'm a bitch. said, no, you can't date my sister. And then, of course, all the frat guys are like, yeah, that's right. You know, your brother would be uncomfortable with that. Better not do it. I'm like, Psh, what ups? So, so, you know, you, you, I still abided by the rules so I could attend the parties. There you go. You went to the same college that your brother went to? Uh, I bounced around. And look, bounced it, it's around horrible. From colleges? Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it. It's horrible. I'm a horrible person. I won the lottery ticket of life. I have like the best parents ever. And my dad, my dad said, go to college, honey, do whatever you want. And so I went to four different colleges because I just kind of thought there'd be something better. <laughs> thought I might grow up <laughs> if I moved to the next one. It took me five years to graduate. So I thought that was pretty good, but you got extra learning. Yeah. I was spoiled okay. badly. And I think you can tell that. <laughs> no, not you. Maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, for, for being, spoiled uh self-admittedly i i think you're very kind and and grounded person thank you you're welcome (laughs) as nice as i'm gonna be on this uh, as nice as you need to be because you want your next question (laughs) yeah let's uh hit me with this next question of of despair because my list sucks right now well this one should be a fun one okay and you know what here's i'll i'll even throw you this i'll ask you a question and you could say, what are your answers back? And I will answer my own horrible question. So there you go. Okay. Um, this one's not so bad, though. And Stephen, I don't have a boner yet. I'm 40 <laughs> years old. It, it doesn't happen as fast as it used to. Well, that's what we did on break, so come on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to recharge the batteries, man. Lighten up. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. If you had to choose between going naked, damn it, Steve, you choose between going naked or having your thoughts appear above your head so that people could see what they, you know, like a bubble, like a cartoon bubble, <laughs> and everybody could read it, what would you choose? I would fucking be naked, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way that I would ever allow access to my thoughts. They even mortify me sometimes like you ever wonder like why the fuck am i thinking that yeah so <laughs> no I, I i would be naked 24 7 yeah see now i'd go on the flip side i take the bubbles because i just want that sick twist out there know it know what you're in for and we'll keep the lights off <laughs> <laughs> girls always have that stomach thing i can't help it <laughs> uh, you would rather have somebody see like your most innermost intimate thought. You, you're not going to be able to control your thoughts. It's 
Right. No, it's but just most whatever. Of are, most of them aim around kind of the kidney death. You know, I'm pretty much okay with that. So you're you're like the Barbie doll Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the sweetest thing you ever said to me. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. To, to me, I think it feels more naked to have somebody like so my personality, which is surprisingly very paradoxical. I'm, I'm a very private person when it comes to, to my life, almost to the point where, you know, I'm secretive and and quiet and everything is, is incredibly personal for having like a tapped tapped into my my most private area which of course would be my brain i I think that that would be the biggest violation of privacy i could ever imagine i would rather have people looking at my dick all day and maybe see the b-hole i don't know i'm gonna have to bend over eventually i mean i get plenty of pictures (laughs) (laughs) okay i just gotta say what is the thing if you're gonna send that picture man the are you talking about the frog make the angle Make the angle decent. Oh, oh you're talking you know, about regular dick pics. Yeah. You know, or or get like that fisherman's ruler, you know, the one where it's like <laughs> makes a fish look like it's two feet long when it's really, you know, six inches long. Yeah. Fake ruler. Okay. You Got a little this... thing in there for scale. Kind of just, you know. You're not the only woman that brings up uh, the angle. And we all know that dick pics are a phenomenon that, that women are plagued with all throughout the uh, <laughs> Life. Is it a plague, though? I don't know. I mean, my God, I see way worse stuff just scrolling through the timeline. I, I guess that's right. I, 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 you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you brought up this angle thing, and I've heard this angle thing before. What what angle are guys sending dick pics with that is horrible? Well, it's usually straight down. And like, even though it's sticking out, it's... Does, you know, there's no scale. Straight down. And then, from and, my... and of course, they never. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, so but like that's the, exactly the, it. The Vince, dick is at a perpendicular angle, right? Short, make the trees look tall. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, they're doing that, and <laughs> so so they're going. They straight... don't they don't pay attention to like skid mark drawers on the floor. You know, there's like a little, there's a whole setup to this. You got to kind of, you know, because otherwise I'd say if you're going to send it, just go find a nice one online somewhere. And, I, I prefer know, to go to like, that, pass that one off and it, go, Hey, that's it, me. If I'm going to do a dick pic, I, I usually will make an appointment at like JC Penney's with their, their photography <laughs> department and have glamour shots made up. You know, I like to have my, my dick sitting on the little pedestal <laughs> thing with its with the its, carpet, yeah, the carpet covered <laughs> with with the the wrist under the chin pose. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> exactly like that. You the, know the frosty blue background. Yeah. Or or sometimes yeah. you know even like you know if I'm feeling like it, I'll put like one testicle over the other. Like I've got my hands on that little podium, and I just put one hand over the other. You know the trap, the, the classic uh, school shot right there. So yeah, or, it, you know let's let's talk about my favorite one of yours. Which one? Which, is, which is which is the standard one out there? But then they they you know they airbrush in that little circle picture of it, the close up. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. I, like, I totally didn't explain that. Are, yeah. are, oh, you're right, talking about like the, like but like you know the the, the front on photo, and then up like yeah. in the upper upper right hand corner, it's got like a, a sideways profile. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know you see like my my giant shaft and, and the mushroom head and the main shot. Yeah. And then just maybe like an angled photo of, of the head. 
clo- to yeah. your that, angled photo. That was know. so 70s, Janie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could tell by the hairstyles if things were a little <laughs> different back then. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you this story real quick. Lay it on me. My um, so my uh, job, I guess this was about ten years ago, decided that everybody, uh, in the district needed to have glamour shots done at J.C. Penney's for uh, websites and business cards and shit like that. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'll I'll go to my uh, JC Penny appointment, I think it was like on a Saturday, whatever. And I really wasn't into it. I just wanted to go get it done and, and get out of there. It was, it was in the middle of the summer. So they wanted us in suits and that was fine. So I wore my suit top, but I wore cargo shorts and flip flops on the bottom and drove to JC Penny like that, walked in, everybody was looking at me and just like some dude in half cargo short. It was like a, a cargo short minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. I just had time bandits flash in my head. Uh, Oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in ages. So anyway, uh, I get teamed up with like this this kid who couldn't have been more than nineteen. He was the photographer, and he's like, "Okay, man, so you're gonna have to take a few more photos. That's kind of what we do. And then I gotta sell them to you. And can you just take a few more shots?" And I'm like, "If I'm gonna have to take a few more shots, we're gonna get fucking weird, man." And so we just started doing weird shit. I was sitting on a rocking horse in one of them. I had uh, uh, these uh, little letter blocks, you know, like, you know, the little blocks that kids play with that have, like, yes. letters and shit on them. I, the blocks. I spelled my name out, Mickey, and I'm, like, standing next to it. And then we did, like, these action photos. Like, uh, I, I call this one my journalistic pose. I'm, I've got my my... I'm biting down kind of like on my fist a little bit, like I'm just watching something terrible happen. All of these different ones, they were just so absolutely stupid. Absolutely stupid. And finally, the day comes, and I got to go pick up my glamour shots so I can can send them off to corporate. And as soon as I get there, everybody immediately recognizes who I am. And... The woman thinks that I am like an undercover boss sent from JCPenney's headquarters to go in there and, and push them and see how far I can get them to to go crazy. <laughs> and that was not the case at all. And I'm like, no, I, I was just bored and, and wanted to get weird. And so I ended up buying a couple of these, and I bought some frames for them. And I gave them to my dad on Father's Day. <laughs> he looks down. He's such a lucky man. <laughs> at these stupid fucking pictures. And he, he looks at his, his, I guess I was 35, something like that at the time. I don't fucking remember. He looks at his son and just says, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I love your dad. <laughs> he, he's, bless his heart, he has been a uh, a trooper throughout my uh, entire life. I, I'm sure I wasn't hey, very that's why he gets the chicks, man. So anyway, that was my story of glamour shots, and I don't even know how we got there. Is it your turn for a question, or is it my turn for a question? I don't lay it on me. I think it's my turn. I'm good. I'm good to go. Okay, Janie Mack. Yes. All right. What What's your worst quality? I would say I'm incredibly selfish. Okay. How How so? 
I don't really do much that I don't want to do. You know, okay. I, if I if I do something I don't want to do, it's really avoidance of what I, you know, what would come with it, right? <laughs> it's that thing, like if your mom says, oh, come to the party, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the party. I would normally not go to the party if it was a friend, but if it's my mom, I know I'm going to live with it for two more days. So, yeah, no, I got to go to the party. Okay, well, you know that what? sounds horrible. See, that's not funny, but it's I, true. I can See, I have no of, problem with honesty. I can empathize I like... with that, though. And I never really viewed it as being selfish because I'll go to the things that matter. But if there's something going on and, and I don't want to fucking do it, I'm not going to fucking do it. Like, I, I have a very low tolerance for social uh, engagements. I can I can do a couple nights a week, maybe once a week or something like that. And then I have to just really cut it out. Yeah, but um, dude, that's because we're introverts. We, we are. We're like the extroverted introvert. It, it, it's so bizarre to have a life like that, too. But she's, she's absolutely right. I, I am introverted, despite my big, larger-than-life uh, personality. And, and I am this fun. I am this loud, crazy guy. I'm always wild. But I, I, I do like my solitude. So if I don't want to go out and do something with somebody, I'm going to be like, yeah, no thanks. And I don't really see that as selfish, though, Janie. Why do you think it's selfish? Honestly? Because you and me and pretty much everybody commenting here, we are all incredibly selfish. And that's why we go to Twitter. Because you talk to people only when you want to talk to them. And so, like, even though you're really good friends with somebody, you don't check in. They can't be mad at you. It's not like you're getting a text that you're ignoring. I can, or a phone call that you keep hitting to voicemail. It's a little different, you know. But I got to say, to be Twitter, social media is like the greatest ever. Because you talk when you want to talk. That, you um, don't that's so true. Is um, you know, I I thrive in solitude. I I I guess that's part of part of my being in the military. You're kind of conditioned for that. But at the same time, I just I like my my own company. I like being alone with my own thoughts. And the nice thing about Twitter too is is because like if I'm like you know what I'm kind of bored, let's see what somebody's doing. I can take it or and then I can immediately turn it down. <laughs> and you know if i if i'm done so yeah. but in real life you have obligations to nurture friendships which is fine that's what normal people do and that's what we need to do but i won't um i'm not going to put myself out i guess is what i'm thinking and i don't i don't find that being selfish yeah it is actually selfish <laughs> What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm judgy. I'm also oh. judgy. There's that. But I kind of think that's a positive thing. So we've got Ordy in the chat room. Hey, yes. Ordy. I just want to let you know I'm not trying to poach your guests. I know that uh, Janie was scheduled for your show, uh, what was it, like two weeks ago? Yeah, he got a little freaked out from the boob pics. So I uh, well, jettisoned me, you know. I, I'm sure it wasn't so much the boob pic as the <laughs> fact that you've got my face tattooed on your left one. Well, yeah, that didn't help. You know, I thought it was a temporary. <laughs> every every man that sees your chest from here on out sees me winking. <laughs> and, you know, it's got one of those little... You Obviously, folks have never seen her boobs, but my face tattoo... You know that they're scene... They're not in, little. Uh, no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're honkers. Um, <laughs> be proud, Janie. See, those, those could feed a family of five for a week. So the tattoo she has on my face, you know, that scene in home alone when Joe Pesci smiles and his tooth goes like, ding. So it's That's got it. like that little, 
that little ding thing coming off of my tooth, and I'm giving a wink and kind of like you know a shooter shooter McGavern type uh type pose. So <laughs> that's Janie's tattoo. She lost that on a bet, and I we're totally lying. She does not have my face tattooed. No, but, but when we all had that moment that we were going to meet in Vegas before the COVID crap, I had actually looked into temporary tattoos that are like, you know, will last for like a month and a half or so. And that's <laughs> so I was going to get Mickey over one boob and Chris on the other. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, she's <laughs> such a nice lady. <laughs> The things you do for your friends. Well, you know, I'm a giver. Selfish, but a giver. <laughs> You're a selfish giver. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I guess I could take that as a worst quality. and But at least you're a giver, so. I, I guess that's your, uh, it's kind of a neutral quality because you cancel it out. Oh, well, thank you. Your selfish giving. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's your turn. So, what was that? Two questions right. and two? Yeah. Are we two and two? Yeah, or you three know, three? I'm going to give you, like, now let's have a fun one. All right. Okay, let's do a fun one. Uh, what three celebrities would you not want to be stuck on an island with? Oh. And yes, you can kill them whenever you want, but, you know, there is a little pressure that comes with that. Well. Three celebrities I would not want to be on an yeah. island with. What would really? Who would really suck to be with? Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to have uh, a theme going here, and it's going to be anybody that's just super annoying and pretentious. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw out Lena Dunham because I bet that she's annoying Ooh, as shit. That's a good one. I'm not going to be able to be on an island with her. Any one of the Kardashians, we'll count that as one, but any one of the Kardashians. Uh, Vincent Charles says Alyssa Milano. I, I can deal with Alyssa Milano. Well, I, she's not that smart, though, you know? Her, her, brand, of, her, her brand of, 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 of craziness is kind of, I can tolerate it. Uh, so yeah, you know, she did actually sit down with Cruz, which, you know, snaps to that. And I think she actually liked him, which... How could you not like Cruz? He's hilarious. And He's, I think people you know, actually gave him a chance. You know, In all fairness, i got to say, having watched him in front of the Supreme Court before, I'm so glad he was not my dad. Because, I mean, oh, my God. He'd be totally effed every time he came home. There's uh, no way you're getting anything past that guy. No, he's super, it's not super sharp. <laughs> so I guess my third one is going to be uh, David Schwimmer. His, his, oh. his neuroses personality is I, I can't deal with that kind of shit so there we have it uh, lena dunham the kardashians david schwimmer my three no choices. guy who no no men david, really david schwimmer oh sorry i don't consider him a man <laughs> that was... we're sorry ross <laughs> no we're not no we're not Get a shag haircut and move on. <laughs> what happens when you fuck things up with Rachel? Jesus, saying. Uh, his sister, for that matter. Either either yeah. one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> How about you? That's kind of an interesting one. And it won't count as your question. Uh, okay, well. 
see Joy Behar, but she doesn't even count as a celebrity, but I hate her. <laughs> so like, there's that one. She's a real see you next Tuesday. Yeah, and then there's, see like Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's a nice little actress, but oh man, that candle thing and the goop and the, you know, jade eggs to put, you know, I'm just not even, it's, yeah. You no, know, she's like, she's like a no. She's a no on my island. <laughs> you do not want her at like a party because you know she's going to be telling you about having like some kind of fucked up organic birth and and weird shit. Oh, yeah. And then you know what else is coming with that? She's going to try and sell you crap. Oh, yeah. And, and, and okay. when, when she's not selling it to you, she's going to be selling it to everybody else at your party. And then everybody. Plus, she has, she has that weird. Okay. This is like my personal prejudice, but I got to. People that take a lot of vitamins, especially vegans, I've noticed, kind of smell like vitamins. And that's not a nice smell. And she looks to me, and I haven't smelt the candle, thank God. I she just, looks to me like someone who might smell like vitamins. I just started she doesn't, smelling. She doesn't eat. You know she doesn't eat. I'm, I'm smelling myself now because I just started a multivitamin oh, a God, week ago. Oh, God. Reek. Like, <laughs> thank God it's not smell-o-vision. Wait, who was that? The smell-o-vision dude. The, you know. The only thing I remember smell-o-vision from was uh, a movie Pink called Mat- Matinee with yeah. John Goodman. Okay, but that guy, whatever, he did the hairspray. Yeah. John. Oh, John Waters. Right? There you go. Was that a John Waters? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, Pink Flamingos is an absolute abomination. It's, I don't <laughs> even think it it <laughs> it holds any art house value to it. I oh, I don't the, know. The, it, you <laughs> divine know, is always divine. Uh, divine is divine. But holy huh. shit, talk about a septic explosion. Which I think Ugh. is actually a quote from one of the critics that reviewed the movie. <laughs> God, that movie was something else. Okay. See, we're showing our age here because everybody else is probably way younger than us going, what the what? Okay, you know who else I would not allow on my island? I mean, because I'm not putting in politicos because they all suck. But Jimmy Kimmel? No. You know why? Because he used to be a fat guy. He used to be a funny guy. Then he got skinny. Now he's all angry and not funny. And you know why that happens, I think? I think they have that overinflated idea that they're going to be smoking hot when they get thin, and they're not. And you, so that makes them angry. You know, what? What kind of a strange thing for me is I didn't get comfortable in my body until I, I got husky. After I, I put on that fat guy look and that energy, I, I, like, I felt way more sexy than I ever did when I was in shape. Well, you have Buddha energy, man. That's that's all it takes. I, I got that 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 Belushi big dick energy. Exactly. You know, like I gotta say, Kevin James, he's pretty odd. Yeah, he's can't kinda, explain it. Yeah, but it, absolutely, right? I would date him in a heartbeat. It, it, you know, it, he he kind of has that little Belushi shuffle too. The way that, he, he used to move around and and shuffle his feet. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even gotten through five whole questions. Let's see. I'm counting mine off. Okay. Here's a, here's a quick one. What animal most closely resembles your eating style? A fucking raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, prop off. <laughs> I was going to go with a small circus bear, but that's what, just what me. What they fact check a joke? <laughs> I'm not trying to be svelte, Mick. 
<laughs> oh, I um, I do it. I do this thing what I call wear raccooning. When I get up in the middle of the night, like around twelve or one, I usually have the munchies from herbal supplements. You know those vitamins you're talking about. And <laughs> I get unbearably hungry, and I just go downstairs and eat whatever the fuck I can find. If it's Vienna sausages, pickles, I don't know, popcorn, all of this <laughs> other shit. And uh, no, no, let's not start any rumors that I'm prop. I am not prop, nor am I associated with prop and 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 fictional significant others. I I still like prop. Yeah, he was interesting. That whole thing was kind of a interesting ordeal, wasn't it? The whole thing was a fascinating example of how much people just basically fuck up on social media. You yeah. know, they start telling that little fib. They're not really a good lie teller. And it kind of snowballs on them, and they kind of forget where they left off, and they don't go back and check their notes. Lying is hard to do. It is. You've got to, you've got to be on top of it, man. you got to stay as close to the truth, make only a few little missteps not that i would know anything about that because i'm totally honest well in my younger years there was a there was a time in my life where i was dating multiple women simultaneously no i don't believe it not at all i i don't have that much game (laughs) and um you have to keep shit simple you gotta you gotta be able to keep everything straight so that's why i don't like to lie and just keep everything the fucking truth and it, it it's it's a good policy a because you know I, I guess it's a it it's the ethical thing to do and and b it, it, it just, lying is fucking ridiculous but it's kind of an interesting thing uh, there's a movie called Spy Game and I, I'm former military intelligence and Spy Game was a pretty fucking cool movie but uh, there was it's it's about the CIA and there was this scene where a CIA handler played by Robert Redford is talking to his uh, his little protege uh, who's played by Brad Pitt and they were trying to, they were doing like these little warm up exercises. Like uh, he challenged Brad Pitt to, to get out on somebody's balcony. And so Brad Pitt would go up to the little apartment and, and tell the person in their story. And then, you know, this and that. And then he came, would come back out and Robert Redford would be like, okay, well, what did you tell these people? And, and how did you get up there? And, he would tell him the story and, and he made some fibs up and Robert Redford would say, well, okay, now you said that you're shopping for your girlfriend. Now you're going to need a girlfriend. And so when all of this comes together, if you're working like a, on a, on an op, you really have to keep shit se- or simple. You you can't just start lying all of a sudden because that's how you're going to get your cover blown with all of a sudden you don't have something that you had said six months ago. And not to mention, you know, you really can't keep, on top of that. So if you stick as close to the truth as you can, it makes life a whole lot easier. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm rambling. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. Throw it, throw it at me. Okay. All right. Here's a good one. We're, we're kind of, man, we are kind of going along in this episode. It's going by fast. So we've got through that. Okay. All of your characters in your books sin- seem to involve uh, law enforcement and whatnot. What what what's with the police fetish? Where did that come from? Because I, I think that it, it's coming from like like you deep inside of you somewhere. So what what is it about that? And and how did you get stuck on on law enforcement police type stuff in your writing? 
Okay. Well, first, every murder has a cop around it, right? Sure. So every crime does too. So if you're going to write anything that's not like, you know, Sunnybrook Farm, you're going to have bad people. So if you have bad people, got to have good people. So that's kind of one tilt towards that. And what's the logical tilt? I don't know. I mean, my grandpa was an Army Air Corps pilot in World War II. The same one that was the sheriff? Yeah. Yeah, he was shot down in a prison, you know, spent like most of the war in a German prison camp, which is crazy. So he's always been a huge influence for me that way. And I don't know. It just seemed like it would be a really super fun thing to do. Plus, the guys aren't wimpy. They're more, at least they used to be, you know, like, it's weird talking about it like this because I definitely am more bent towards a guy that has a it's alpha that's more aggressive you know it's more fun to kind of torture them torture alphas yeah <laughs> hmm. well it is it, it is in a way you know because it, but you could put a tough guy off guard you're winning it's fun and then i got brothers so i like to win i can't help it Okay. I know that's not the answer that you wanted. No, well, I, but, I, I you know. didn't have any kind of predisposition. Here's on, the problem. On the that I'm starting to get to like the just the straight on meandering, honest, drunk moment. <laughs> we're we're nearing in. That's why I saved all of the good shit for the end. I, I, <laughs> what do you think? I told you to have a cocktail half an hour before and wondering. <laughs> this is good radio now. There you go. Buckle up. <laughs> Okay, so it's a fetish based around the, the alpha male characters. Yeah. Or not necessarily so. fetish, look, but just look. for lack of better words. I want somebody that's going to be able to take care of me, period. Whether it's financially, physically, whatever. I, I don't necessarily need them to, and I certainly want to be able to do what I want to do, but, you know, zombie apocalypse, I don't want to be looking for somebody else. You know, it's kind sense. of the mentality. <laughs> I got it. I get it. Okay. I bring it down, man. You got to ask happy questions. It's kind well, of okay. It's going to be up to you. I'm asking you one now, man. Okay. This is like we're going down a dark, not good path. Okay. Would you rather be skinny and hairy, or fat and smooth? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick with like like my current fatness, or do I have to get fatter? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm gonna stick with my current fatness. I, I like being fat. And basically, I think like skinny monkey versus dumpling, like a pot sticker. <laughs> a pot sticker. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hmm. <laughs> like no hair at all. Yeah, zip. I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go skinny and hairy. I guess. I, I don't want to. That's an odd question. <laughs> I don't know. VC, you going to weigh in here? <laughs> Everybody's all quiet now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think our, it, we're just kind of uh, uh, caught off guard by that, that strange, strange <laughs> inquiry that you have there. And once again, uh, I'm thinking of your thought bubbles being present and exposed to everybody. <laughs> Okay, well, what would you go with, Janie? 
Oh, skinny. Skinny and hairy, man. You can always get laser. Okay. And chicks are always dealing with that kind of stuff, you know? See, it's... We don't want to... Do you really want to go into that whole bikini thing that so we... You know, you with gonna, the chart that you, Chris was, like, freaking out from? What, you know. What, what was he freaking out about? Remember, it was, like, you and me and Slick and... Oh, see, now I'm sorry. I'm kind of, like, excluding people. But uh, fine. we were talking about, you know... Our, our chick, circle of friends. Chick grooming. Chick grooming. Uh-huh. And I posted this thing from Cosmo, which is like the 16 different styles you can get when you go for a wax. The Telly Savalas. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, some of the guys at our group were like horrified that there was more than two ways. <laughs> and... you know, anyway, you know, Lori gets it. I know okay. Lori's there and she gets it. What? Is... Lindsay gets it. I can see Lindsay's getting it. Oh, yeah. Everybody's chiming in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I do have a... I do the manscaping. I, I call it mowing the wiener lawn. Well, you know. <laughs> you need to... <laughs> Why don't you shoot us with another fun question? My, my questions right. are not what fun. Do I got? Okay. Last thing. What's the last thing you search for on your phone? Well, let me look. And I'll take answers from the audience on this one please if you're brave enough okay i looked up commander in chief oh i thought you were gonna say commando <laughs> well i uh i wanted to see if it had like uh the hyphens in between each word or if it was just you know, I was verifying the, the spelling of it, not the spelling, but, you know, just kind of like the format of it, because I tweeted out Commander in Queef. So I was just making oh, sure Oh, I did it was, see that. Yeah. So that, that was my last uh, Google search. I'm sorry, it was... Uh, no, know, see, like, mine was lame. I was hoping it was going to be good, but I went back and looked, and I was like, no, best Japanese vodka, which is actually Haku, but still, oh, it's not that exciting. Haku, which is a 757. <laughs> oh bring it baby bring it oh god <laughs> i do want that i mean here's the thing i i am a little disappointed that no gun company has contacted me <laughs> over what over all the product placement i put in my books for god's sakes you would think right you know why don't you have you ever thought about contacting them Weren't you going to be my agent? I don't remember. Is that? I, I think I was going to be your pimp. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's why you're broke. I was going to be your protection <laughs> and scheduler. Uh, you know, I, I'm not even going to ask these last questions. They're, they're not very fun oriented. I was, I was trying to, to find the questions that you didn't want to answer. Yeah, I don't have fun ones at all. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple dark ones. And Give I me a dark like... one. Let's, let's let's see what you came up oh, with. Oh, really? You want to bring it down? Well, no. Let's keep a happy uh, vibe. All right, just any question, a fun one. I don't want to. I don't want to drag mine out. Okay, okay. This is one that you know perhaps her audience will find interesting. What do you think would be the easiest fetish that your partner would have that you could live with? 
I'm going to defer this question to Stephen in chat. Let's see what Stephen's answer is. Stephen. Okay, you can also go to the most difficult. <laughs> well, I think we're going to get a, a double twofer there. So, oh, Stephen, okay. what is the easiest fetish that your partner would live with? No, that your partner could have that you could live with. So, okay. like, Ordy, you know, is it the butter churn that you could handle? Come on. What do you got here? You know, I, I, I saw... <laughs> Uh, a woman churning butter the other day. I don't remember what I was watching. I, I think I probably posted that, trying that to get Ordy to come back to Twitter, but didn't I don't work. know. But I, I looked at it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's turning me on a little bit. Well, you know. <laughs> so the easiest fetish, I guess. Um, is any fetish real easy if you don't share that fetish? Well, look, I look at it like this. I could totally date a guy with a foot fetish. Why? That's like I don't have to do much, you know? He'd buy me shoes, probably really, really good expensive shoes. Jimmy Choo's? Yeah, you know, what? what co- <laughs> Les Boutins? What comes on the bad side of that? Wants a picture of your toes? I mean, come on, that's not bad. Hey, uh, uh let me put my wiener on your big toe. <laughs> hmm. I'll tell you what, though. This the little thing piggy. That, the, thing, the, the one that I couldn't do is, like, the, is that weird... Furry slash hentai thing, and I don't even want to like creep everybody out if they haven't seen it. But I, I, it comes up on my timeline every once in a while, and it's like so horrifying because it's like these cartoons of. Do you know what I'm talking about, man? Yeah, I, you know what I don't understand about the whole furry thing, and it, I, I, I think you, it actually. Well, goes... you should know. Beto is one. What does Beto say? Oh, good old Beto. <laughs> <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> um, man, I hate that guy. Anyway, beat off O'Rourke. Oh no, sorry. He's Weird. such a he's such a little snake. Um, the weird thing about the furry thing is that I think it it goes far beyond a fetish, and it's a lifestyle. Like they like to live as fucking furry ass animals. Pretend they're animals. They eat and drink water from little bowls and shit, and just like live as an animal so is it even a fetish or is it a lifestyle look here's what happens to me (laughs) i think about it for like a second you going to a convention in a mascot costume having sex with someone you can't see in another mascot costume and all i'm thinking is that mascot costume has to be so sweaty and it has to reek And there's nothing good because you can't like go get that thing dry cleaned. So then you're talking about lots of things that you don't even want to be thinking about with like a blue light, right? What, what and then what that whole thing is like so for, gone for um, me. Like then I can't kind of come back and go, okay, that's that's what happens. You know the way you brain. described it. My brain like, is not good. If, <laughs> brain is not good. if you're just sleeping with people in these costumes, it's kind of like a mobile glory hole. <laughs> Yeah, sadly, weirdly, creepily, but it's the car. It, I gotta say, it's that hentai cartoony thing. Yeah, it, it gets it's you know it's not when they have like tea. when they have all the multiple pieces that just ugh. I it, and it's cartoons, but it creeps me out more than anything. And be it far from me, I would never kink shame anybody because you know I would. I, I well, you know, not maybe nice. for my own personal amusement, but I would never want anybody to feel bad about what made them, you know, unless it's something just absolutely <laughs> fucked up. But I, I just don't fucking get it. I don't, 
I don't get it. And you're right that those costumes would have to be fucking yeah. frighteningly smelly. I'm not a, not a big fan of smells. That's one of my one of my huge things. Uh, you know, I can look at horrible things all day. I decapitations, bad car accidents. I I can see the carnage, the smell. I I can't take out my own garbage without gagging on the way to the trash can. Uh-huh. Not a good so how are you guy. eating? How are you eating those vitamins? My God, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't. I, I got the ones that smell good, Janie. Yeah, I got the I smell good that. ones. I'd like, I... I'd like Lori to weigh in on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do you have one more question you want to fire off? We're almost at the end of our ninety minutes already. What? Can you... even, we can't be. Yeah, I'm not even warmed up yet. <laughs> Maybe next time you should do more drinks. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. I don't want it to be all sad and depressing. No, let's keep it happy. We're we're both surrendering. All right, though. all right. What's the motto that you hate more than anything? A motto? You know, like people that have their little sayings that I just okay. like, uh, they just go, seriously? I mean, aside from pronouns. Oh, well, yeah, pronouns. <laughs> Those are the number one. You know what really my motto is uh, that I hate the most? Is yeah. that saying it is what it is. It's such oh. a lazy saying. I think it's unoriginal and fucking lazy. And it drives me crazy when people say it. Look, you can't be on top of your game all the time. It is what it is, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The one that kills me just, like, grinds me. And I don't know why. Because it's so innocuous but it's that it's that when it's like darling don't be afraid to dance your heart out and i know that's like not anything that these guys have seen but there's uh it's just like the pinterest puke of girly uh it's like that purple hat thing it's all bad you know i've never even heard that saying oh god it's a chick thing what, from you don't where? want to know it's all over the place. It's like, I don't know, it was probably in some dumb girl movie, and then they started painting it on little boards, and now it's all over Pinterest and, you know, country stores and Michaels and Hobby Lobby and uh, places that so I don't normally go. Is, is it relatively new? <laughs> no, it's old. So I think it, maybe it's an Audrey Hepburn thing. I don't know. Don't I can't be, be bothered. It's just like, be afraid of uh, it's so pretentious. It's that pretentious thing I can't, you know? Kind of like all that eat, pray, love shit. Is a little pretentious, yeah. I think. I mean... That girl was horrible. Let's put it out there. Or um, what's that other shit? You know, all that yeah. basic bitch stuff. Mandy, Mandy knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I mean, that's not you know. Mine is a little bit of an amalgamation of that, but yeah, no, she's on target. She knows. Well, dance like nobody's so see, watching. That you. wasn't that fun. I'm sorry. It's fine, you know. <laughs> I, I I I went through like jugular. Okay, questions. let's go. Let's go through this. Top, who are your top three hall passes? Hmm. Because there should be some. I mean, my God. You know, you got to lay those rules down up front. Top three? Yeah. Uh, I was not prepared for this one. How can you uh, not be? That should be, like, instant. I I got to throw (laughs) Megan Fox out there. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck about her thumbs. Well, crazy, you know, on the crazy sex scale, that's... She she's up there. But you know she's kind of cool and she's into UFOs and shit. 
and she's been a subject matter expert on uh, ancient aliens and, and things like that. So she's kind of got like a cool nerd aspect to her. But yeah. uh, so Megan Fox, probably Olivia Wilde. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Cat Eyes. Yeah. Cat I can see Eyes that now. drive me wild. Uh, you know, and along those lines, you've got like Natasha McElhorn. Um, she's got the, it's the big eyes, the big cat eyes, any, any one of those type. But I guess the only one that really stands out to me is, uh, the Megan Fox. How about you? Well, I kind of span the time range. (laughs) So, So it's not like they're all at that age, right? It's like, you know, whenever I thought they were hot, but I would, okay. Bronson okay. near the top of my list. I forgot all about your fascination with him. I got Bronson. I would say that uh, Cavill, Henry Cavill. Not when he's being Superman because that's lame, but when he's like, you know, dirty. <laughs> okay. And then uh, like Nikolai Coster Waldrow, you know, the Jamie from Game of Thrones. We're going to have to look him up. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's smoking. And then I would go with uh, Lee Lee Byung Hung, the the guy from Reds Two. Yeah, the eight. Oh, okay, I know exactly what you're guy. talking about. Yeah. And that man, I totally forgot about your fascination with See? Asian. I, I like I like spread the you know spread the wealth. Okay. <laughs> they all. Every one of those guys has a level of intensity and slow burn. That's it. That's what's hot. They're all alpha, and that's what most of my questions were going to be focused around. Anyway, Janie, I'm thank you easy. so much for being on tonight. We've already reached our time limit. It goes by so fast. Well, I hope it wasn't boring. I oh, felt God. like I should have had more, a little, you know, I should have driven a little more out of you. Well, I think you were merciful tonight. You, you, you took notice that my skills are nowhere close or in comparison to the the devastatingly witty uh, put it like it is just weird i'm just weird (laughs) Weird not witty just weird (laughs) um why don't you tell everybody where we can find you your website social media etc oh man i i am one of those people that's everywhere so it's janie mac or janie mac writer on like nebu and facebook and any weird thing that we tried to get on after Parlor got shot down. Um, I got my, my website's off my name, so it's JanieMack.com. And Austin and Mac is the thriller that we're putting out. And I think that's about it. Awesome. Um, and all three of thanks, your... Thanks uh, for the plug. But, you know, every my... The Maisie stuff is all, like, on Amazon and Target. Yeah, all, all three of those are still selling and... and and out there and easily obtainable. They're fantastic books. Uh, they really are fun reads. Janie is a very uh, talented author, and I've always loved working with her and reading anything that she's put out. And I'm very excited to see uh, your brute force come out. Uh, I was happy to be actually a part of that, and um, I'm really excited for that. So when that comes out, we'll have to obviously have you glad. back on the show. Plug the shit You're out of that. very valuable to me at that time. You're always valuable to me, though. You're just a jewel pick. You're a jewel. I am a <laughs> king amongst kings. <laughs> you can, I uh, love that story. 
You can find me here every Friday night with uh, my host, Aggie Rican. Miss you and love you, Aggie. Hope you're having fun on your night off. Uh, she'll be back next week. Uh, every night here, klrnradio.com at uh, 8.30 Eastern Time with He Said, She Said. And then you can find me on uh, Twitter, the only social media that I will ever set foot on. Uh, and that's at Mickey Blimtorch. So hit me up there. Thank everybody for listening and tuning in. Yeah, thanks, thanks Thank you, Janie, for being on the show. It was wonderful to have you. Love you to pieces. And um, I guess until we all meet again, be kind to each other and keep your tits dry, America. <laughs> Good night. That's pretty cute, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. What, do you want me to put a picture up? Is that it? Is that what we're going for here? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Slide. We'll talk about that later. All right. <laughs> Good night, Be everybody. The best Beetlejuice. <laughs> Come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.